Hello, and welcome back to Quick Shanti, the place where we serve up timeless wisdom one bite at a time. Today, we're going to talk about Aum and the power of sound. What is Aum? Beyond the yoga studio and our own cultural assumptions. More on that here in a moment. But first, let's settle in with a little bit of awareness. Maybe closing down our eyes or softening our gaze. Releasing tension from the jaw, unclenching fists. Relaxing your shoulders down and away from your ears. And together we'll take a nice deep inhale. And a big open mouth exhale. Full release. All right, let's dive in. Om. To start today, let's just think about Om. What does Om mean to you? Is it something that you think about often? Can you recall the first time you heard it? Was it in a movie or a book or a yoga class? What's the origin of your relationship or your understanding of Om? Do certain images come to mind when you think of it? Do you like Om? Do you not like Om? Just explore it for a moment. Think about what it means to you. Now, I think... People in the West identify Om with Eastern philosophy for two primary reasons. One, because it actually is a really sacred sound and meaningful symbol that's been used in Hinduism, Buddhism, and Jainism for centuries as a means of achieving spiritual connection and cultivating inner peace. A lot of yogic philosophy and Eastern philosophy was introduced to the West during 1960s and 70s counterculture, uh, especially through the Beatles and other thinkers and writers and authors, even George Lucas and his work with Star Wars. Um, So in one way, I do believe that there is a base understanding of the the sacred essence of Om and the practice of Om. Now, on the other hand, I believe Western understanding of Om comes from its depiction in pop culture, in movies and in media, and you know, using it in the context of portraying Eastern spirituality and portraying meditation. And I think as a result, Om has become a fixed symbol in Western minds that has sort of lost its original meaning. We've reified it in a way we've made it too concrete and as a result our understanding of it is limited by our own rational and literal interpretations of it and this prevents us from experiencing om in the way that was intended so today we're going to shake off that cultural baggage and pop culture perceptions of om and examine it with fresh eyes So obviously I know that it never means that you can get rid of it fully, 
But when I say shake it off, I mean, let's acknowledge it. Let's acknowledge that it exists within us, have an eye on it and try to approach today with a beginner's perspective, just an open and inquisitive mind as we explore what OM means, what this ancient sound means. Um, and really quick, I'd just like to share my gratitude to my yoga instructors in Nepal for broadening my mind and enhancing my comprehension of OM. The majority of what I say here today was completely informed by them and informed by what we learned in our classroom in Tamil. So thank you, Ramesh. And yeah, let's get after it. So beyond everything, OM is a sound. It's a vibration. Let us consider for a moment the power of sound. I personally think that sound is overshadowed by our other senses sometimes. While you know, we may think of it as simply an auditory sensation that connects us to the outside world, that translates information for us, I think there's far more complexity to it than meets the ear. In many spiritual traditions, sound is believed to be a powerful force that can connect us to a deeper sense of consciousness. And this is because sound is not just an auditory sensation, but it's also a vibration that can be felt and experienced on physical, emotional, and energetic levels. Really, that's because when we hear a sound, it activates the cochlea in our inner ear, which sends signals to the brain, which then affects our heart rate, our blood pressure, our breathing, other bodily functions. You know, sound has an incredible impact on our experiences and I think that is what these teachings are getting at um, in reviewing the power of sound. Now, the ancient Hindu concept of Om says that Om is the primordial sound of creation. It is the first vibration of the universe, the spark that gave rise to all others. Through the use of Om, we may connect with the cosmic vibration of the universe and awaken the infinite possibilities of existence. Now, imagine a time before the universe as we know it existed. A time of pure consciousness, eternal silence, and infinite potential. This is the space where the great sound of creation emerged. A sound so powerful and all-encompassing that it is believed to be the very pulse of the universe. In Hindu philosophy, this is called Om. And it is the embodiment of the universe-creating energy that permeates all existence. Om is a living vibration, a constant buzz that underlies all that we experience. It is the sound that was present at the beginning of creation and the sound that connects us to the vibratory consciousness that gives rise to all life. You know, in a way, the concept of, of Hindu creation mythology parallels a bit with the Big Bang Theory. I'm not conflating the two, but both of them have similar essences in that they look at how the universe, everything that is, came from nothing. It kind of came from darkness by one single event that happened to be about a shift in energy or vibration or a moment of friction. Now, I'm going to help paint this picture for you of Om as the creation of all things. 
So again, open your mind, beginner's mindset, play with me for a moment. So imagine that you are in a room of complete silence and you start to feel bored. So you close your eyes and you let your imagination run wild. You know, maybe you're imagining yourself swimming with dolphins or hiking Mount Kilimanjaro or playing a live show with a rock band (laughs) and you start to feel changes in your body. Your emotions are stirring. You start to vibrate with excitement. This is the energy of OM. But OM is more than just a sound. It represents the power of pure consciousness, the force that moves within itself, creating friction and ultimately noise, which manifests as OM. This is the sound of the universe's excitement to experience itself, to explore the infinite possibilities that exist within it. In essence, OM is the realization of the potential energy within each of us, the energy that connects us to the very essence of creation. In Hindu philosophy, OM represents the creative force that brings the universe into being, But the power of sound and its role in creation is not limited to Hinduism alone. In Judeo-Christian mythology, it's recorded that in Genesis, God created the universe through his words by saying, let there be light, and then creation followed. And in the Gospel of John, it's written that in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. This is a powerful reminder of the connection between sound and creation and the role that it plays in mythology, not just from the East, but also from the West. Ultimately, the power of Om lies in its ability to connect us to the vibratory consciousness that permeates all of existence. I'm not sharing these to be religiously charged teachings at all. Whether you believe in God or source or universal energy or patterns, whatever it is, I think we can all find meaning in the power of sound and the energy that it represents. So the next time you chant Om, you could remember that you're tapping into the very pulse of the universe and that you're connecting to the infinite potential that lies within us all, the energy that creates universes. In science, sound is described as a type of energy that travels through waves or vibrations in the air, water, or solids. It's a form of mechanical energy that can be measured in terms of its frequency, wavelength, and amplitude. When I was researching the topic, I came across an article from the Hindu American Foundation, and they cited a quote from Nikola Tesla that I think works really well here, so I'm going to reuse it. Nikola Tesla is famously quoted as saying, if you want to find the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. He believed that everything in the universe, including matter and energy, was made up of vibrations. Now, in the case of Ohm, the idea is that it represents the fundamental vibration or frequency that is at the heart of the universe. Chanting Om is said to help us tune into this frequency and to connect with the universal consciousness that underlies all existence. By resonating with this frequency, 
We can harmonize our own vibrations with those of the universe, leading to a sense of inner peace and well-being. So even if you don't buy into the concept of being connected to the universe through sound, that's fine. I know it's a far out concept, but know that sound has been found to have a powerful effect on the human body and mind. It can affect our mood, emotions, and physical well-being. I did my very first science experiment on this topic in grade school. It was inspired by my bright green iPod Nano that I cherished. I noticed that certain music affected me differently before my soccer games. So I questioned my my scientific question was, can music affect your heart rate? And uh, what I found was that, yes, it can. Now, I know the topic isn't super original, and my young mind thought I was solving the world's greatest issues, but I did find that, yes, your heart rate does change depending on what type of vibrations your body is listening to. The vibrations of Lean Would It, Rock Would It by Dem Franchise Boys indeed affects your body differently than the vibrations of Chasing Cars by Snow Patrol. In the context of the vibrations of OM, studies have shown that chanting OM has great effects on cognitive processes, blood pressure, heart rate, and oxygen, oxygen saturation, and positive impacts on mood, attention, and relaxation. Of course, there is room for more exploration and research in this field. However, studies that have been done do point to the positive effects of OM on various aspects of health and well-being. Now, as we close out here, I'm going to run through a how-to on you know, making OM chanting a part of your daily practice or weekly practice. But I am going to pull a fast one on you. OM is technically not the correct pronunciation. OM is sort of how we, that's how we most commonly see OM presented. But OM is really a three-syllable sound, and it's spelled A-U-M. So it's more of a OM sound instead of an OM sound. The sound O in Sanskrit is made by blending sounds. A and U. It's what's called a diphthong, which is a hilariously funny word. A diphthong, which means like a gliding vowel. So it's when two vowels are put together to make up one sound. So the reason why you see both aum and om spellings is really just because of the way that the word was transliterated over time. Okay. Now that we've addressed that, we can move on. (laughs) So with chanting, there are no fixed rules. It's like your relationship with music. This vibration, aum, is available to anyone, regardless of their background, their faith, their personal beliefs. It is an open source vibration. Um, Consider chanting to be like tuning an instrument, except the instrument is your body. And you're tuning your body to the vibration that underlies all of existence. You're tuning your body to uh, the universal vibration. So what you do typically in any other practice, you know, find a quiet, peaceful place, um, find a position that is comfortable but alert. So sitting with your spine straight. This can be 
against the wall. It can be seated in a chair. You know, just remember it doesn't have to be perfect lotus. So to begin, close down your eyes or soften your gaze. Take a nice deep breath and inhale. And on the exhale, we let the sound of Aum emerge. Remember, we're not saying Om, O-M. We're saying Aum. So A-U-M. And take it one syllable at a time. So each syllable is going to manifest itself in a different place in your body. So to start, we're really going to focus on that. Um, that'll be a big part of your practice to begin. So with the A on the ah, just go ahead and experiment here. Say ah, ah, kind of hold it and feel where that resonates. Where do you feel the ah sound coming from? you should be feeling it pretty strongly in the solar plexus. So this is the, the, uh, the mass of nerves that sort of radiates from the center of your torso. So one more time, feel the syllable vibrating right here in the center of your torso. Ah. When we move into the U sound, we're going to bring the vibration up from the solar plexus, from the center of the torso. We're going to bring it up through the heart, through the throat, and into the third eye. So that space between your eyebrows. You should really feel it when you change and when you shift into that U syllable. It's more of a sustaining sound. So we're taking the ah, turning it into a U, and holding it here just a little bit longer. So it should be something like, So we're holding it there, it's sustained. You should feel it coming up through heart, throat, into the third eye. And then at the end of this sound, you'll start to feel it arrive at the crown chakra, so the top of your head. And this is when you feel the vibration is dissolving. And then we sort of close off the sound with mmm, kind of capping the vibration with mmm. So all together, it sounds something like this. Deep inhale. one I could have held my my you a little bit longer um but yeah I think the key here to remember when we chant we're chanting in a strong voice but we're not screaming um and we really want to keep that mind-body connection so focus on the feeling of the sound moving up your body as you change through each syllable throughout the vibration 
Um, I think that'll be really beneficial and in keeping your focus and also again really bringing the mindfulness of the the mind body experience and taking note of the sensations that are occurring in your body i'd say to carve out time to chant at least five minutes to start to fully experience the benefits and if you're comfortable with it then work your way up you know take it one week at a time Uh, but the key is consistency always just show up (laughs) you know show up and Put in the three minutes, five minutes, whatever it is you choose to start with. Um, yeah, to practice OM and chant is a great way to build a consistent practice. It is quite simple. Uh, you can carry it with you everywhere. And you can do it for short or long periods of time and still reap the benefits. Um, I think the best, too, the best part about about something like this is that you can make it your own and the more you do it the more you practice it the more powerful and meaningful the practice becomes for you above all remember that chanting om is about connecting to something bigger something universal and fundamental to your existence om is always there buzzing in the background whether it's audible to the human ear or not It is the primordial sound that contains within it all other sounds and vibrations. Understand it as a manifestation of the fundamental energy of the universe and the realization of that universe creating energy within each of us. Approach it with a pure heart and mind and trust that your experience will unfold just as it's meant to. I hope you enjoyed today. Stay curious and namaste.